message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I welcome our visitors to church this morning. I pray that the Lord God Almighty will visit you. It's a beautiful day in the Lord. Did you come with your Bibles this morning? Hallelujah. Lift your Bible up, just a sign of appreciation, and say, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the gift of your word. I thank you for these love letters. I thank you for this instructional manual. Thank you for the light in this book. My life has never been the same. Today, you will add to what I know. You will remind me of what I know. You will teach me new things. And when I live here, I'll be a better person. Give God praise this morning. Give God praise this morning. Give God praise this morning. Kiss your Bible. Hug your Bible. Whatever. Do something. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So good to see you in the house this morning. Again, we welcome our visitors. We are so appreciative, especially second-time visitors, third-time visitors, first-time visitors. We appreciate you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Open your Bible with me this morning to Luke chapter 19. The book of Luke chapter 19. We are still talking about going out to reach the lost. We are still talking about evangelism. We are still talking about soul winning. My Bible says that faith comes by hearing. As we hear and keep hearing, we are trusting God that this faith will be rooted in our hearts and we will become doers as a lifestyle. I thank God for what is happening in our church. It will not cease in the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 19. If you remember very well last week, it was Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 19, I'll read from verse 1. Are you there? If you are there, say, I'm there. If you are not there, say, wait for me. <laughs> you should be getting there now. I read Luke 19, 1. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Mm, it's all about rich people lately. And he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd. For he was of a short stature. He was of short stature. He was not a tall man. That's what that means. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Verse 9, and Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham, verse 10. 
for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, O oh Lord, that you breathe upon us. Break your bread of life and give to each one of us that we may eat and be filled and be satisfied. May the intent of this word be fulfilled. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, we talked about the rich man and Lazarus. From Luke 16, the parable that Jesus told, the Bible talked about a certain rich man and then a certain poor man, Lazarus. And at the end of last week, we agreed that they both died because we saw it in the story. Lazarus died. The rich man also died. And they ended up in a particular destination. Lazarus ended up in heaven. The rich man ended up in hell. And we left here knowing that the rich man did not end in hell because he was rich. He ended up in hell because of certain decisions he made, especially one important decision, the decision to receive Jesus or the gift of salvation. Today, we are looking at this story as a part two to what we did last week. So the title of the sermon this morning is Count, God is Counting on You, part two. God is counting on you. Or you can say, again I say to you, God is counting on you. Can you turn to your neighbor and help me do that? Say, again, I say to you, God is counting on you. And then tell yourself, again, I tell myself, God is counting on me. And so last week we said, we are the Moses and the prophets. Today, I'll go ahead and tell you that today, we are to be Jesus. Last week I said we are Moses and prophets. Today I'll say we are the Jesus of this day. So we must be like him. Let's unpack the story. But before I go into this story, I, I looked up a few things. I like statistics. Uh, so I went into statistics and I began to look at mortality rates per day around the world. Death rates. Death rates. Because what we said last week was that every man, rich or poor, will die someday, physical death. And depending on the decision they have made, they will end up in either hell or heaven. And we said clearly last week that these two places are real. Hell is real. Heaven is real. Hell is a place of torment. A place burning with sulfur and brimstone. A place that the fire will never be quenched. A place that you grow worms and the worms will not die even though the fire is hot. It's a terrible place. Hell is not for one day, it's not for two days, it's not for three days. Hell is for a thousand and a thousand and a thousand and a thousand and a million and a million of years being tormented, being punished. Hell is real. And we said on the other side, heaven is also real. And so I decided to look at death rates and I was shocked that from the World Population Review, the death rate for Nigeria is actually number four. And so I came back home and looked around the few statistics we have. We don't keep them very well. And I saw that they agree. In Nigeria, we have 6,507 deaths per day. Per day. That brings us to about 271 persons per hour. 
And so in a service of two hours like this, before we are done from here, over 500 persons have died. Where are they going? Are they going to hell? Or are they going to heaven? Before we are done from this service, over 500 people are dead. Are they going to hell? Are they going to heaven? I think you can see why pastor is not going too far. I think you can see why we are not going too far. When you get back home today, you will get the news that somebody has died somewhere. I couldn't find Abuja statistics. They don't keep them. I found the hospital ones not very correlated. But that's it. About 271 people die per hour. Where are they going? And that is where we have a role to play. God is counting on you. But let's look at the story for today. In this story, the Bible talks about Jericho, a city. Talked about Zacchaeus, a very rich man, a chief tax collector. That is like the uh, chief executive director of the Inland Revenue. And then the Bible talked about Jesus. Jericho at that time was a big commercial city. A conglomeration of cities where business happened, where people come to make it. And so permit me to say that Jericho is like our Abuja of today. A place of commerce, a place of administration, a place where people come to make it. Haven't you heard it before? I did not come to Abuja to count the buildings. I came to make it. So Abuja is like Jericho. It's not a place where people give attention to the things of God too much. They came here to make it. If you are here this morning and you are a truthful person, can you just raise your hand? What brought you to Abuja? Did you come to make it? So Abuja is like Jericho. It's a busy commercial town. People wake up in the morning and go out to look for how to make it. They came here to blow. They came here to explode. They came here to hammer. Somebody who understands say amen. amen. So Jericho was like that. And my Bible says Jesus was passing through Jericho. Jesus was passing through Jericho. And there was a man in Jericho, Zacchaeus. A man who is not very tall, but the Bible says he has been seeking to see Jesus. Now, it was not detailed whether he wanted salvation or maybe because of the much news he's heard about Jesus, he just wanted to see. But the Bible says he sought to see Jesus. But because he was a short man and the crowd was much, he went to look for a tree, having calculated that based on this route, Jesus was going to pass through here. He climbed a tree to see Jesus. At least let's appreciate Zacchaeus. He tried. He tried. He tried. He knew there was a man and he was making his little effort to see the man. Even though we don't know his reason for looking for the man. But he tried. But Jesus, who is our focus this morning, like I said last week, I said we are to be Moses and the prophet. Today I'm coming to say we are to be like Jesus. The Bible says Jesus came to where he was. Stopped his entourage. He was moving with a crowd. Jesus had a packed itinerary. Jesus was not an idle man. Everywhere Jesus was going, he was going with a plan. His 24 hours was fully maxed. But Jesus came to this place. Where this outcast? Where this unpopular person? Where this sinner? Where this rejected rich man? Some of you don't know who a tax collector is. Let me tell you who a tax collector is in those days. They are rich. But when you are a chief tax collector, 
you are super rich. Unfortunately, you are the kind of rich that people don't want to come near you because they see you as an extortioner. The tax collectors collect tax for the Roman government. So they are not the friends of the people. In collecting for the Roman government, they add their own. Do you understand? So they actually take from the people and the people don't like them. But they are super rich. So they are lonely. Very lonely. Unpopular. Outcasts. Sinners. But Jesus, who is our example, came to this sinner and stopped. Stopped all his plans. I guess for us, you are on your way to Dubai. You are on your way to the airport. You are on your way to the business meeting. And you saw this sinner. Jesus stopped. Jesus didn't just stop. Jesus engaged him in a conversation. Jesus didn't stop there. Jesus invited himself to his house. I came today, Family Worship Center, to say that it is time for us to become like Jesus. We are busy, I know. We are successful, I know. We came to make it, I know. But we are the Jesus of today. He says, as the Father has sent me, so I have sent you. What are we to learn from Jesus? Jesus noticed Zacchaeus. It is time for us to start noticing people. Not to just pass. It is time to come all the way down and notice people, no matter how rich they look, no matter how prosperous they look, no matter how accomplished they look. It is time to stop and notice people. For every man, no matter how accomplished they are, if they don't have what we have, they are empty. They are empty. Why did you think he climbed the tree? I got the answer. My Bible in Ecclesiastes says that in the heart of every man, God has set eternity. So every man from Hitler to Abacha to the toughest of them all, to Idi Amin Dada of Uganda, former late, there is eternity in the heart of every man. There is something in the heart of every man that, tell them that, that tells them that there is a higher purpose. And so no matter what they accumulate, as long as the Lord God is not the Lord of that heart, that place is empty and they seek for it. And they climb all kinds of trees to see the Lord. Some of them may not be sycamore tree. Some climb political trees. Some will climb the tree of addiction. All kinds of trees to see the Lord. It is our responsibility as the reps, as the ambassadors of heaven on earth, to stand still. And notice them, no matter how accomplished they look. We must notice people. Not just notice, number two, we must give them attention. We must give them attention. Jesus stopped, noticed, and gave him attention. And then he started a conversation. Yes, it is powerful to live a lifestyle of faith and people will be saved just watching you. But you know what? We can never rule out verbal conversation with people. If we are going to succeed in evangelism, we must open our mouths and speak to people. I know that you say that you are an introvert. 
God who made you knows that you are an introvert. But he added, go. Did you hear that? We must open our mouths to talk to people. I don't like talking to strangers. They are not strangers. God made them. The enemy is trying to steal them. They belong to this same fold. It is our responsibility to bring them. So it's time to talk to people. It's time to strike conversations with people. People who are rejected. People who are outcasts. I want you to know that a lot of rich people are outcasts. A lot of rich people are lonely. The people who flock around them come to collect. They are not really there for them. But Jesus says for us to give attention to the people. Not just the rich people. And I'll tell you later why it's not just about the rich. It's about every human being. Some are rich in adultery. Very rich in adultery. Some are very rich in occultism. They are all the rich. We are called to them. Whatever a man does that isolates them from God allows us or compels us to take notice of them and start a conversation with them, ultimately to win them over to Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. So Jesus noticed, Jesus gave attention, and Jesus offered, invited himself to come to his house. Do you know what it means to go to somebody's house? The lost art of visitation. We no longer visit. We no longer visit. We greet on social media. We send birthday gifts on social media. We no longer visit. Until you come close to certain people, they will never open up to you. Until they become at home with you, they will never tell you what is wrong with them. In the office, everybody is putting a face. In the market, everybody is putting a face. Even in church, everybody is putting a face. How are you doing? Fine. But they are not truly fine. I want you to know that in that your office, a lot of them are on their way to hell. Until you take notice of them, until you start a conversation, until you visit with them, you will never know what they are going through. But if you do that for the sake of the gospel, it will amaze us, the number of people that God will help us to bring to him. Jesus went to his house, but look at what happened. They said, see, see, he has gone to be the guest of the sinner. How many people have we labeled? And we don't even give them attention because we have labeled them. You know, we have formed a culture of isolating people in the faith or in the belief of the scriptures is that shall not have fellowship with the unbeliever. We, what we don't want, we use it to, to translate and do what we want. But that's not what that scripture is saying. And then we have been taught from the beginning and we are correcting it now. If this person has colored hair, don't talk to them. If they go to the nightclub, stay far away from them. If there are different cars coming to pick them and they're laughing, kick, 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 don't talk, talk to them. <laughs> it's such a wrong doctrine. And so some of us in our neighborhood, because we know she goes to the club every weekend, we don't talk to them. In fact, when they pass in front of our compound, we take the broom and sweep their feet away. That is not Jesus. Jesus on purpose stopped 
and went to the house of the sinner. Why? To win the sinner. And the moment he got there, the power of his presence, the power of his love, the man stood up by himself on his own account and said, Today, I repent. Today, anybody I have cheated, I give them back times four. Restitution. Can I tell you what needs to be done now? As we go out, the word has gone. The grace has gone. Men will begin to repent. Men will begin to restitute. Some of you will be responsible for why somebody will return money that will make a road in a district. Some of you will be responsible why somebody will return the money that will build a hospital somewhere and they'll give their lives to Christ. It is time to talk to human beings. Human beings are made in the image and the likeness of God. It's possible the enemy has deceived them, but they are not that bad, and they need God. People need the Lord, but they cannot meet the Lord except you and I talk to them about the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. So we learn from Jesus. We are not just Moses, we are Moses. We are not just the prophet, we are. But today, most importantly, we are to be Jesus. We are to go out of our way and identify people at our workplace, in our neighborhood, in the gym. In the gym, men, in the gym, we discuss big, big stuff. Talk about big, big things. Nobody talks about what is happening to you. At the mechanics place, Jesus placed value on this rejected person. We must place value on people. You don't want your enemy to go to hell. You don't want your enemy to go to hell. How many of you did the assignment I gave to you last week? How many of you did it? I said, go home, plug your kettle. If it is a good one, max 100 degrees centigrade, it will off. Open it and try to come close. You didn't do it. <laughs> you don't want your enemy, your worst enemy, you don't want them to go to hell. Unfortunately, except we who are alive, who are saved, go to them, nobody else has the authority to tell them about Christ. And that is why I came again to say today that God is counting on you. God is counting on me. He has given us everything we need to be able to do this work. Somebody say amen. When you go to somebody's house and you drink water in their home and you eat their food, it's huge. They begin to open up. I came to say today specifically that it is time for us to notice people. It is time for us to give attention to people. It is time for us to open our mouths and talk with people. Start with greeting them. It is time for us to put a smile on our faces when we meet people so they can warm up to us. It is time for us to talk about our salvation, how God has been good to us. You don't need to quote any scriptures. Don't tell them God is good. Tell them come to my church. You just heard the King Peter says that he was invited to church. Oh, it was 1996 that a brother brought me to church. Once in a while I send him offering for bringing me to Family Worship Center. He's not even in Family Worship Center. I came to town for NYC and I said, no, I know the church that you like. He took me there and left. <laughs> so once in a while I'll sit down and remember I send him an offering I say thank you 
You are a good guy for taking me to this place. Tell them to come to church. You don't have the theology. Don't worry about theology. Come to my church. I was talking now. I asked Mr. O'Day, how did you do it? He said, no, he paid transportation for the person to come. You will say, okay, I'll be late. I can't go. Paid transportation for them to come. There is Uber. There is Bolt. And you can send the driver. You can even send your own driver. Bring them to church. Bring them to care group. Bring them to Friday prayer meeting. They will go to hell if we do nothing. You are a lawyer here. God is going to talk to you about all the lawyers in this city. You know why? They'll open to you earlier than they open to me. You are a doctor here. God is going to ask you about all the doctors in this city. You are a politician here. God is going to ask you about all the politicians in this city. For every platform God has given to you, he gave it to you with something in mind. What is that thing in mind? That you will use that platform to bring everybody who is on that platform to him. Somebody say amen. When he says go into the world, the world that was used there was not earth. What was translated there is cosmics. Go into the systems. The systems of the world. Go into the influences and the impacts of the world. Go into the systems. Go into the economies of the world. Go into the professions of the world. So when he sent you at a, as a lawyer to the law place, to the legal place, he sent you there for a reason. Open your mouth there. Give attention to people there. If you are a teacher, oh, what a blessed ministry. Some people will say, I want to resign and go into full-time ministry. No, you are wasting it. Every profession is a full-time ministry. Every profession is a full-time ministry. Family Worship Center, I came here to tell you that God Almighty is counting on you. He has no plan B. You are his plan A and you are the only plan that he has. Somebody say amen. amen. Glory to God Almighty. When we go, the Spirit of the Lord will do the rest. Some of us are so discouraged because of our former results. No, they don't have to say yes to you. No. The moment you speak to them, you have completely succeeded. Their answer is not put in your account. Mm -mm. Whether they say yes or no, what God will mark is that you spoke to them. Tell them about Jesus. Invite them to church and make sure they come. If you go and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going, one day they will come. Look at what he told that sister, the insurance sister. He said, the way you are doing this, your insurance marketing. Our church for don't follow. Some of you here, when you follow people for things, unless they run away, can we take, it's a gift and it's a grace. Can we take that same grace and take it to evangelism? Somebody give God praise. Give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are sinners out there. They may be rich, but they are sinners. They may be having designer clothes, wearing designer clothes, carrying designer bags. If they are sinners, they are heading to hell. They may be living in a big house. If they are sinners, they are going to hell. They may have a fat bank account. If they are unsaved, they are going to hell. They may be rolling around on the streets in beautiful Bentleys and Rolls Royces. Rolling down streets, smoking in the 
sipping on gin and juice, lay back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. <laughs> you, you, you know, that's what, that was all our dreams in those days. You remember when Snoop Dogg brought that song out? Rolling down street, smoking indoor, sipping on gin and juice, laid back with my man on my money and my money on my mind. That's all they do. Their money on their mind and their mind on their money, but they are heading to hell. Nobody is authorized to help them except you and I. And God is counting on you. I thank God for the mercy that God showed me. All my plan was to roll down the street sipping on Indo. <laughs> Smoking Indo. Uh, forget it, Pastor. <laughs> sipping on gin and juice. Mine on my money, money on my mind. But I will end up in hell. But it was because somebody was Jesus to me. Somebody saw my destination. Somebody saw where I was going. Somebody loved me enough. Somebody stopped and took notice of me. Somebody engaged me in the conversation. Somebody invited me to church. And today, look at what the Lord has done. You are that somebody. You are that somebody. You are that somebody. You are that somebody. This town is full of people. And a lot of them, like I said, came here to blow. They came here to explode. They came here to make it. They didn't come to build the buildings. But after building the building, they will end up in hell. Except you, except me, reach out to them. They will end up in hell. They will burn for year one, year two, year ten, two hundred years, a million years. We cannot afford to let them burn. Jesus is counting on you. The Holy Spirit is counting on you. God is counting on you. We cannot fail him. We will not 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 fail him. Let's stop and notice people. Let's place a value on them. Let's start a conversation. Not all of them will get born again on the first day. It doesn't matter. Keep going and keep going. A lot of us are seated here. It was not your first opportunity that you got saved. Some of you, it was the like a hundred times before you came. Let's keep going and keep going and keep going. And the time is now. Last week, a rich man ended in hell. Today, a rich man ended up in heaven. Because Jesus stood and said, today, salvation has come to this house. What is the difference? I believe that last week, we didn't see anybody talk to the rich man. This week, we saw Jesus give attention to the rich man. So it's not the riches that is taking them to hell. It's people who are not willing to be Jesus. People who are not willing to be Moses. People who are not willing to be prophets. For the dead will not come to reach out to the living. Only the living will reach out to the living. God is counting on you. As I close, I saw a story from Charles Cockcroft's sermon. Am I my brother's keeper? He said, I heard the story about a guy who applied for a job as an usher. And I like when pastor was talking about Barista Zibri. This is the head usher of this church. Can you please stand, sir? 
Could you please stand, sir? Barrister Samuel Zibri has been doing this work of ushering for 20-something years in this church, from a young lawyer to a senior advocate. That is the professor of law. There's nothing he can be again as an usher. Please sit down, sir. The story said that a young man applied to be an usher in a movie theater as an usher. And as part of the interview process, the manager asked him, what would you do in case a fire breaks out? <laughs> With excitement, the young man said, don't worry about me. I can get out fine. <laughs> Did you get it? He is applying to be an usher. They say, what will you do if a fire breaks out? He said, don't worry about me. I can get out fine. What he's forgetting is that the job of the usher is not to get yourself out. The job of the usher is to get others out. My brothers and my sisters, God has enrolled us into the ministry of helps of heaven. We are ushers. The work is not for us to get out. The work is to help others get out. I came again this morning on the authority of scriptures to tell you that as the Father sent Jesus, Jesus has sent us. And heaven is counting on us. Every eye is closed. Begin to pray for yourself. Pastor has led us in praying extensively about this matter. But there is no overdose of prayer. Let me give you an idea of how I've been praying lately. I say, Father, I am very willing. I see the need. I am very willing. Help me to be effective. Maybe you can copy my prayer. I have seen the need. There is a need. I am very willing. Father, help me. I am very willing. Father, help me. There is a need. 271 people dying per hour. Father, help me. Somebody pray that prayer. Pray it with all your heart. He says, if we ask, we receive. Give me grace. Give me grace. Give me grace to go after them. Give me grace. Give me grace. I see the need and I am willing. Help me. Every weakness in me. Every excuse that I have developed over the time. And in case it is the fear of people who say, look at, he has gone to eat with the sinners. Even that, Father, deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www 
www.fwcabuja.org God bless you. Family Worship Center.